and trust you with our lives. Help us, Lord, to go into battle with you and hear you and be victorious with you. My constant prayer, Father, is that you will look on our bishop and our prelate, that you would forgive him and cleanse him and that you would raise him up, that you would release him from bondage, that you would completely exonerate and clear him, that you would have mercy upon him, touch his body from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, and let there be soundness. And Lord, speak to us today. Let our ears and our hearts be open to receive and then to perform the word that you give to us. Help us, Father, to move your ministry forward to see the things that you've already spoken and already prepared for us, brought to completion. Go beyond this, my prayer, and do more than I can ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone, um, Someone just said to me, um, a couple of, are you in the back of the church? Uh-huh. I mean, the real back of the church? Uh-huh, just pulled up. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Before I start, um, Ms. Martin, can I talk to you and Ms. Martin?
so all of the, all of the repairs are being done. Period. The power of hope. Are we hearing from God? Now that's the reason. All right. He answered that. Now tell me the details. Okay. Thank you. She was nine months old. Um, during my last appreciation service, uh, she's eight now. And she said to me, Granddaddy, you're not doing this right. I said, what do you mean? She says, you have to play the music. All is, uh, what is it, well done. Uh. Yeah, she said, now you and Gigi, y'all go upstairs. And we walk down the stairs together. Uh, little Lewis decided he was going to crash, and he said, and me too. <laughs> and, um, and she said, uh, and then we walked down, and the music played, but we cannot move until the music plays. Wow. Well done. Wow. Because she's been hearing that since she was a baby. Uh, uh -huh. We first carried her, mm. and then she walked with us. Mm -hmm. So I don't care who's a baby. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, do, yeah, well, you're not breastfeeding. So, <laughs> so yeah, as long as you're not breastfeeding. <laughs> you know. Now, someone said to me um, recently, in my last meeting with Bishop Porter, he asked me, what are they hearing you say? He said, I ain't asked you what you said. What did they hear you say? So, so in the last, um, I don't know what, who it was was talking to me, they had a family member that said they were not properly trained, an older family member that's maybe 72 or so, uh -huh. that said to them that they were not properly trained to go to Vietnam and that's why Vietnam was a catastrophe. And I said to the person that was talking to me, I cannot tell you at what place, because 60,000 people died mm. in Vietnam. Mm. 58,000 were dead when I got drafted. Ooh. I think 57 or 58,000 were already dead. And um, so many, their early war people died at a faster rate mm. than the later war people. Mm -hmm. And the reason was nobody can be trained for that. <laughs> you know, Bill, I think that was past guerrilla, what I would have <laughs> thought guerrilla warfare was because, you know, those people came out of World War II or Korea and they saw something. But they never saw anybody, a place that had so many bugs. Just a, 
the bugs, the leeches, the mm. terrain, the the snakes. The, I mean, you hit a bamboo tree and, and the bamboo viper comes out and bites you 10 times wow. before it hits the ground because you shook the tree. Mm. Or um, if you drink the water, you know, we learned about iodine pills later because I was a medic and we had iodine pills to straighten, to make the water uh, potable. Mm. Um, this before they even shoot a bullet. Um, then, and 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 the terrain like elephant grass is as tall as this building, mm. and you got to go through the elephant grass just to get someplace. Now, if you just want to walk across the street, and you were walking in grass tall as this ceiling, you know, with a machete, it's gonna be a while before you get there. And everything that, that can hurt you is in the grass. Mm. Not that we even even got to nobody with a gun yet. <coughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't know all of that. So how can you train mm. for something you don't know? That's what I want to talk to you about. Mm. <coughs> Later on, they knew more about it. We were more trained towards the end because... Um, I was drafted June 1972. Uh, September 1973, it became, what is the word? Um, you didn't have to go to Vietnam anymore. It wasn't mandatory. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So from I was drafted Ju June 1972, and and had they just caught me a year later, something you know, just a year and a half later. Um, but it wasn't mandatory anymore because everybody, un unless God was just with you, was going to be shipped over. That's what they're training you for. So those people were better trained. Uh, all the Afghanistan people. Are you feeding a baby too? So it's just easier for me if I don't have to look all, you know what I mean? I don't mind if, you know, if we got 400 people in here. You got to do 400 people, but all right, thank you. So, uh, so um, the latter people knew better because um, they had learned. There are certain things that this kind of ministry that Bishop Porter, um, let me see if I can, come here, I'll use, um, yes. He was nice to you all. I watched him with my own eyes, <laughs> and he, he let you all turn around. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> She's looking like, what are you going to do? Um uh -huh. I'm going to do it um, at a time you don't know because he did it to me at a time I didn't know and he didn't warn me. So, um, and I, it didn't happen for everybody. I'm not sure why, but it surely happened to me that he pushed me out there <laughs> like that. <laughs> in, in, in to some areas and of different kinds of people at different times. So 
and I did not always have, well, maybe I did. Usually I did have a Sacagawea of some kind, mm. but that's all I had, a Sacagawea <laughs> and Jesus. Mm. Oh, the teacher, <laughs> not the teacher. <laughs> the te Jackie, you're a teacher. Would you tell the teacher who Sacagawea was? Sacagawea. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis and Clark did not know the territory. And so there was this young girl named Sacagawea that guided her through the territory lest they die. Where to go, what not to go, how to talk, how to not die while you make this map. Okay. So in each case that where he sent me, I always had some Sacagawea. You know, like um, when I got sent to Titusville, um, help me from Gainesville. No, not Bill. He's from here too. Uh, from Gainesville, Chandra, Chandra Carter, and 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 um, some, who else was there? Um, but there were always people that could teach me the terrain and who was what where. Uh, of course, Phyllis was Sacagawea in Clearwater. Um, down in um, Arcadia, um, the Spanish-speaking girl, Shelly Bailey's helped me with that. And so you learn the lay of the land and to adapt according to who the people are and don't come with something they don't need to hear. That's huge because they were all different people. Now, of course, Bishop Porter was teaching me that when I sang the song and was jumping around. Y'all know the story, you know. What did you do that for? Some people can't jump, you know. And then you go out and do it. Now, so I want you all to tell me what you have learned because logistics is how to do it. So take the mic and tell me what you learned, what you heard in logistic, logistics and I'll listen because maybe I did not translate my experiences via Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to you. Because you, we, we were fairly confident later on that we wouldn't necessarily die. <laughs> I didn't say not die, but not necessarily. You know, you got a shot. You know what I mean? Like... Um, the medics used to wear a cross, and it was gold. Y'all ain't hear me. That had to be the stupidest thing in the world. So the Vietnamese decided that if we kill the medic, all we got to do is just injure the rest of the people, and they're all going to die because they're going to die from their injury because nobody can revive them. Nobody's going out on the battlefield to get them. They all die. So they put a bounty out on the medics, and all they had to do is aim at the, the gold cross. So after a while, no medics had no insignia, no caduceus, no nothing. I mean, no rank, no nothing, you know, because the second lieutenants were dying too, you know, because if you kill the leadership, well, they thought if you kill the leadership, America's not made like that, but they thought if you kill the leadership, they wouldn't have leadership, but they do. You know, that's how they are. Okay, so they were killing second lieutenants and first lieutenants and that kind of people. But the medics had a real bright, because that used to mean in World War II, 
don't shoot me because I'm trying to save people. Be nice. Oh. So we. <laughs> not Vietnam. <laughs> These people had a revolutionary state of mind that we had never seen. The mother, a baby just that size right there, can have a grenade. It ain't no story. <laughs> and they teach a little baby to do this. Ooh. Mama son got one. The two children in the rice paddy. We had never seen anything like that. And it's hard to make your head shoot a baby. Mm. Even though the baby's throwing a grenade. <laughs> so how then do we win a battle that we've not seen on a terrain among a, and that's what's happening here in the church, that the enemy of our souls is vicious, more so than you have ever seen. I wish I could, I wish I was, you know, Phyllis can paint and draw. I wish I could to tell you what I see. So you can at least be afraid because people are not afraid. I'll see. I'll come to church and see the devil sitting there. And I, I, I'm doing my very best. Like I said, sometimes I just move people. And oh, I'll move over here and get your attention someplace else. Because they got your attention now. But you don't know it. And you're in your purse. Oh, I'm sorry. You're in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, and, and that's all it takes, because if I'm teaching you now how to survive this warfare, and you didn't hear me because they were making sure, but you didn't see them. They used to have, uh, the rock soldiers were the South Koreans, and they were vicious. They're, they're allied with America. Now, when the, when the rock soldiers would come through a village, nothing is left. Mm. You know, they used to have ears around their neck on a string and, mm. and noses and things. Because mm. um, one of the tactics that they used was fear. Mm. Now, when America comes through a village, the people just go underground mm. and wait until the Americans leave. Towards the end of the war, they had um, um, tunnel dogs that they put in the tunnels to find who's in the tunnel and where the tunnel is. But it took eight years to figure out where the people went. Are y'all hearing me? Because, you know, you can see them when you're standing on top of the mountain. You get down in the valley where the folk are, they're not there. So you're thinking they left. No, they went underground and waited until you sit there drinking your Coke, hot Coke, because we didn't have no refrigeration. Um, a hot Coke, you sell hot Coke for $10. Um, it was red, a Coca-Cola, you know what I mean? So, so, um, and after you drink your hot Coke, they'll come out and shoot you. Oh. That you didn't know was there. Now, all, the reason I'm saying all this is because the enemy is, is, is firing West Coast up. And we don't see it. We're in our purse. 
we're watching TV, we're doing what we're doing, but um, that's one of the reasons uh, I was going to meet with Reverend Porter and uh, Dr. Uh, Hendon and some of the others, because going to uh, another country, I want to give them several versions of the same thing. Mm. I need them to hear a, a liturgical, ecclesiastical view of it, but I want to tell you what it's like in the trenches too. It is, but they need both. You you need a you need both sides to this, and 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 I don't know the uh, liturgical. Definitely not the liturgical. Uh, I I know some of the ecclesiastical, but definitely not the liturgical, uh, because I didn't grow up in the church version of some things that perhaps some other people that grew up in the church, but. If you want to know what happens, you understand what I'm saying. When 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 um, when we got to dig a foxhole now, and it's time to fight, we'll talk. So tell me what you heard. You got the mic. I just want to know what you've heard in liturgy and 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 um, uh, logistics meeting. Because what should have happened after one or two meetings, everybody should have left. So if there are 11 people in here and they left and came back with 11 more people, then um, somebody would have been, would have had a job to teach those people that are just coming in. See, the, the military was rotated. The military rotated like that. The tr people weren't in training forever. I think we had two or three months or something like that for training, and you got to go. You got to take what you got and go. You can't stay here. But most recently, um, when you talked about your mind being hacked, that was so, well, it was Wasn't that devilish to, of yeah. the, the audio? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was devilish. That's what I mean by, I can't stop God from manifesting. But I'll mess with the person that does the audio so they don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could have been taken care of if mm -hmm. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And I and you and you. The person comes in an hour later and tells me that, oh, such and such. That should have been taken care of an hour before church. Sure. How do I know? Because I used to do it. And you had just talked about that before when they didn't know it was a new system. You say, well. We, now we know what we have to do. And I was like, How, who is listening to this? Because you already telling, pushing Candace to say, push, be on my back so you can drive, so we can drive this. And then when I said, but they got the piano up too loud. I can't hardly hear the singer. You can't, why would but they do that? that? <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all don't know him. Yeah. You all don't, suppose Jesus comes up to Lazarus and says, come forth. And then there was something interfering with the coming oh. the forth. 
Oh, he's vicious. Okay, let me read you. God created the heavens and the earth with words. If you can interfere with the words, because the Bible says he catches it in the air, the devil catches it in the air. Okay. It's written mm -hmm. before you even get to get before it gets to you right. in the in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, um, um, Daniel had prayed three and, weeks, three weeks right. and 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 um, Gabriel comes and says, I was already on the way, but I was into We don't know him. I'm telling you, we don't know him. I was so mad. I said, couldn't, Phyllis said, and I wanted to rock to hit her. She said, I could have just got up and given you Gina's mic. You know what I was thinking? Why didn't you? Because I don't know. You know, once, once it's me and God, it's me and God, I'm locked in. I don't have time to do audio anymore. That's somebody else's job that I've taught. Go on. Yeah, that hack, because like you said, it, it's something that happened a long time ago, so it, it wasn't required. Thank you, Bill. That's honest, because a lot of people won't ask that question, and they got the same question. So... Mm. And when I got to my wow. Korea, you know, all that stuff was, it was focus. I, I, worked, <laughs> on, I worked on a little RT-211 IFF chassis. Everything else was run by the civilians, the uh, uh, Raytheon stuff. Sure. And uh, it took me probably two months to work with another specialist so I could finally get to where I could walk into the site and say, okay, this is what's wrong, blah, 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 change tubes or what have you. Sure. Take waveforms, you know, the usual that, that they train for me in, in school. Sure. Out of that 10 months training I had, only one week was on that RT-211 <laughs> and And that's the problem that oftentimes people don't know what to train you to do because there's no Sacagawea at the training camp. Well, I had a Sacagawea when I had some redneck from Mississippi that had been there a couple of, a couple of months before, and he helped me out. You know, and we were totally opposites. Here I am, a loudmouth, uh, wise, wise guy in New Yorker. Sure. With this hillbilly. You know? Sure. <laughs> the marriage made in heaven. Sure. But he taught me it was OJT. And I'll never learn nothing unless I get out there and, and hustle. Well, you know? I mean, they sent guys out to war. The Russians sent guys out to war. The front guy had a rifle. The guy behind him had five rounds of ammo. He waited to pick up the rifle off the guy that got shot in front of him. They just went for it, and they beat him. They beat him. Hell or high water, we're going to kill him. And I, that's what the church now is. They're a bunch of sissies. I don't know if it's that or not trained. And, I, and what, what I mean by trained is what you just saw me do with um, right. Miriam. Right. Because that, to me, is essential. I, I, one night we were in the streets, 
we used to have um, Chunky Sunday. I think I told some of you all about Chunky Sunday. Okay, so Chunky Sunday is every Sunday, and you get in the streets, and the women are supposed to be as naked as they can legally be without going to jail. All the drug dealers come through with their big cars, loud music. All this is happening where our church is. Um, maybe two, 3,000 people are on that street. Mm. Maybe four. It's a lot this mm. pack. You're in the right place. I know. I know. And so, to me, that does mean I'm in the right place. So I leave, but I got to stay in place until it starts. It doesn't start until 1130, 12 <laughs> o'clock. Now, most church people home. <laughs> but if you want to be in the right place, it ain't going to start till 1130, 12 o'clock. They'll, they'll be getting ready around 10, but you, you home now doing dinner. So, or, or getting the baby ready for bed. So I did some training with the churches since we had 26 churches in our alliance, and I did it for a whole week, you know, to explain to them how this operates. I gave them the language and everything. So but when the week was over, most of the pastors said to me, we, we're not going. And I said, why aren't you going? And they said, because they have guns. I said, well, then why'd you let me teach? They said it was the right thing to do. <laughs> so they sent some of their members out with me. And at the end of the night, at the pastors, I said, didn't go. Mm. Okay. So some of their members went with me for the first time. They lived there. I didn't live there. I lived here at the time. Um, but I know I got to go up there and sleep in the office until they start. I live here. Y'all ain't hearing me. So, so um, when I took them out in, Ch in Chunky Sunday, and they spent all night with me, the first thing they hear is a young lady, uh, pretty naked, comes up and she says, as she goes into Chunky Sunday, they know me. Did you come to see about us? to make sure we all right. I said, you know we did. She said, thank you. And then she went right on. <laughs> you know. um, somebody from this side has to put a deal on the table because if the devil's deal is the only deal on the table, That's right. and that dealing don't start till 12. Y'all ain't here. But you can if you're there. That's right. If you're there. Come on, preach it. Now, the lady said to me at the end of the night from Pastor um, right behind me, that church, she said, how do you even know the language? She said, I've listened to you all night. How do you know what they're saying? I said, I've been out here. You come out here, you can know it too. You know, like when I first got there, I know I've told you all when the fella said, do you see him? He slapped my head. <laughs> now, back in 20 years ago, slap your head means to get over on somebody. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you actually hit them, which I thought because I was ready. You know, <laughs> who, who slapped you? you know? um, there is an understanding of the people, the terrain. I love the way Jesus talk to each 
demographic. The farmers, he talked about farm stuff. To the fishermen, he talked about fish. I, I love the, the, the denard weed to a farmer. Come on now, that's mm. just too good. I, it took me years before I understood. I saw the baby too. <laughs> that baby gets so many people smiling at this baby, they don't care. All right. Hope. <laughs> I don't care. Ah, I just told you the baby got a grenade. <laughs> so, y'all thought I was lying? Mm. It's just designed to get your attention while God is talking because yeah. he'll catch it in the air. Mm. You wow. just don't know what it looks like when it gets caught. Bishop Porter told me that. I used to come back there, bring my people here, and they used to leave the, the pews and come back and talk to me. My part back here didn't work after he finished with me. He said, how in the world, if God is talking up here, you talking back there? I, I was their leader. Ain't but one leader in here right now. Oh, y'all ain't here. That's what he said. So from then on, Got behind the mixing board. I put my hand on the monitors with this one and the house with that one. And I leaned over like this. And when they came to talk to me, I said, I can't talk. <laughs> because if God is telling you something that will save your life, mm. because this is spiritual warfare, this ain't no joke. He's trying to kill your children. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to kill the church. He's trying to, and he's been successful at it. You can just look around. How many people died yesterday in the school shooting? Six people. A child killing a child. Mm. Tell me that's not devilish. Oh, you thought the Lord made her do it? Mm. <laughs> so everywhere we go, like the boy that used to date Damien telling me, well, everybody I know has something to do with drug dealing. In my whole life, the boy was about 18 at the time. I've never met, I don't know anybody, and his attitude towards drug dealing was, it's just business. I said, boy, do you know you're killing people? He said, how? I'm making money. Mm. That's what he said. Wow. That's what he said. Mm. You're killing people. How? I'm making money, mm. which is what they told him. There's another, let's reframe this from the side of the person who's addicted to what you're selling. He said, what? Then you got to get out of your house and take him there and show him the girl that's 17 selling herself for $17.50 per customer. But you can't be here. Oh, he's killing us. We just don't see him. He's invisible. Yeah, that thing about a hack, like you said, because what it does is it 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 infiltrates your mind and it you know, it's like 
uh, prejudice. It's like something tells you something about people when you haven't even met them. So you go into it with a preconceived notion. You don't know the people, but you've been told that they're the devil and that, you know, they're not clean and all this kind of stuff. And you can do it in the church, you know, because especially when, you, when you're trying to be holy and save, you know, you get the, the impression that something is wicked and nasty. But you don't, your perception is not that the person is like this because they've been tampered with by the devil. He's like, they tried to be a drunk. Uh, they tried to be a drug addict. They just should have known better. And you'll judge people and not see that, like Jesus said. He said, well, y'all saying don't work on the Sabbath day, but this daughter of Abraham that Satan has afflicted all these years, if I choose to, to heal her, you act like there's something wrong with that. But that was the way their, their minds had been hacked to think you the Bible says, keep the Sabbath day holy, but they didn't know what holy was. And they look at saving somebody, but he made the example. He said, but if your ox that makes you money fall in the ditch on the Sabbath day, you're going to fight everybody to get it out because that's your money. And you don't see a problem with the scripture there. But an actual soul that God wants to help, you're going to get mad at me for helping them. So stop right there. It starts at midnight. I, I'm just saying. I know y'all saying, don't you? Oh, they are they gonna shoot me? Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. So what? That's what I said. Yeah. Like I, you know, Phyllis said, don't go. You know they're shooting out there. Don't go. And I said, well, I died doing what I wanted to do. I know I'm not asking y'all to be me. <laughs> and Alma said, and I thank you for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we all have a battlefield that we must, and we can't keep pretending and taking credit for battles that we did not fight. Come on. I'm doing it for the Lord. No, you taking credit for a battle that you never fought. And consequently, the only reason we were able to do better, we never won in Vietnam. Y'all do know we lost. <laughs> <laughs> No, we wanted to win. We couldn't. There's no way, Bill, we could have won that war. The only way we could have won that war is to blow them off the map. And then, but that would have defeated the purpose for having the war. The war was to take their rubber and their oil. That's what it was about. So they told us that it was communist aggression. It's a communist lie. Um, it was about the rubber plantations, the oil, and all the natural resources that they had. Because in North Vietnam, where my brother was, where he wasn't supposed to be, Al Pumpy, my blood brother looks just like me, running through the North Vietnam for his life in the Marines, and there were bombs falling all around him until he reached this North Vietnam, the enemy. Y'all listen to me. He runs into an oil field. 
in North Vietnam mm. when that's the enemy and all the bombs stop dropping. And in the oil field, it says shell, mm. Arco. Come on, y'all. Mm -hmm. No, no bomb dropped. This is North Vietnam. No, it wasn't about no communist aggression. My brother said he went AWOL that day. <laughs> America is corrupt. Okay. So America is corrupt. My point is, you got to know how to win the war, the battles that you have to fight. But if you don't fight for somebody else, you're not going to know how to fight for you. They learned about the method of the battle while they were fighting, not while they were sitting. They could come back and tell you about the bamboo vipers. So when you see a bamboo tree go around. Mm. Go around, because they're in the tree. Mm. I don't mean nobody put them in there. They live there. That's why they call a bamboo viper. But they're none in your backyard, so you're not used to it. I got bamboo trees all over the yard. I pray God I ain't got no vipers. So, you ain't walking through <laughs> <laughs> You weren't supposed to say that. But, but that's, you know, they're, they're tall too. Like the ones in my yard are about 40, 50 feet high, and, and they come in patches. And, uh, and you can just inadvertently hit one. And, and by the time they get to the ground, they hit you about five times. Pop, 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 pop. Mm. Mm. Ain't a P in my name. <laughs> so you don't want to. Those are just things they did not know. And so we're becoming casualties for stuff we just don't know. And you can't know it until you go. I'm not kidding you. You, you can't know about this. Like, that was inside information that I just told you and your wife mm -hmm. that is necessary. Mm. I didn't deem it necessary. Mm. Bishop Porter said it is. Mm. Not that I didn't have the information. Mm. I just didn't do it. used to drag one of the ways to maintain was to take uh, what was the what was the major drug um, uh, well heroin heroin was a a major drug but not that kind I mean the kind everybody had um, hash now you can go up on the border and smoke enough hash to make you forget why you on the border that was the purpose you know, and, and you can make hash look like anything, you know. It, you can roll it up and make it look like a little rock. I didn't know it till a guy got mad at me one day for throwing a rock out of my goat. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> it just looked like a rock to me, and I just threw it out, you know. That guy was, do you know what you just did, you know? 
and because you can make it look hash make look like about anything, and you go up and you smoke it, and then it makes you forget. They drug more people off the border who who were trying to forget, because it also makes you unaware. Mm. We, we, we're behaving like just unaware soldiers who's smoking a lot of something. Yeah, and the thing about, uh, I got like what you said about David, and it's so amazing that, like you said, it was the same giant was there with a whole army of valiant men. These weren't... Uh, insignificant people that had never been in a battle because God had trained them. They saw what God could do, but somewhere they thought the size of this man eliminated them from being in that competition. And when David came, he didn't even think about it. He said, oh, this is uncircumcised for listening, talking about God. I'll fight him because he had it. He said, because God helped me, me and God against this bear was me and God, me and God against the lion. We want, yeah. He didn't. Doesn't give the devil time enough to hack his brain. That's why Saul and his boys left, because their brains were already hacked. It was forty days and forty evenings mm. that they listened to Goliath talk, and and we have sat so long listening. Mm. I tell you something, y'all may not believe. Before you you come to a great service right here. Anointed. Before you get to the Wawa. Slaps. Before you get to the 7-Eleven. He's in your car. Before you get out of the building. And because you don't see him. It's normal. Like that. in Clearwater if they remember Kimora ever being disrupted in any way. She didn't run around the church. She didn't do all. Why? They'll learn anything you teach them. But if you're expecting them to <coughs> behave, you understand like they do, that's what you do. I promise you he'll use, he's just as wicked as the doggone Vietnamese. A baby with a grenade but you don't see him. You don't see him. So he's winning. He's winning with our children. He's winning with our, us. He's winning with the church. He's winning with the ministry. You know, there are things that Bishop Porter told us to do however long he's been gone that we haven't hit one lick. They told us, you're going to graduate out of this boot camp, mm. and you're leaving here, and you have a choice. You don't have to go where we send you, but the other choice is jail. Mm. 
So we've been locked down for a long time and don't know it. Like the pastors told me, I ain't going. Because they got a gun. That's true. They got a gun. Everywhere we went in the world, we don't know what those people have. <laughs> we don't know. When you and Doc went shopping in, in Ghana, that lady... My job, wherever we go, is to stand behind them to see what's going on to make sure they don't get hurt or robbed. So I always stood at a distance. This lady coming there asking for money and doing all that. She was raggedy, had on raggedy clothes, looking like she couldn't walk until it was time for her to get off. And then she went in the back, put on her real clothes, came out with the money she made for the day, and left. <laughs> devil. Smart devil. Smart devil. <laughs> I'm just saying... It's not what it seems to be. And he keeps winning. He, he just keeps winning. Here we are, three years into something that he would not let me have. Let's see, 1981, 82, 83. Okay, so I came bootlegging from 81 to 83. Um, 83, I became a member here officially but I had already been hearing him from 81 to 83. He, he kicks me out in 86 to never return. He was asking me Saturday about somebody and something. I said, man, I, I don't know. You sent me away, how would I know? And when I wasn't sent away, I worked around the, the world someplace. I, I just wasn't here. so. So we know a lot about what goes on here, but we don't know much about what's going on out there. And what's out there is killing us in here. We're too, we're too alarmed about stuff. You know what I mean? Like, no, she did it, it and come in here with no drawers on and sit in the front. Well, at least she in here. Mm. Stop looking. Somebody go up there and give her something put over her, her legs. Uh, just shut up. <laughs> That's right. Got so many rules for coming in. Mm. One girl came out the club. I was telling Bishop the other day, she was my first musician. She came out of the club, and she used to come over here and touch the building. She was a new dancer. Mm. Used to come out of the club, come down here to this church, put a hand on the wall and say, Lord, help me. One day she got saved. She is the one that started playing Everybody's Been Wrong sometime. She was my first musician. Bishop Porter told me I had to send her with Carolyn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They come like they come. Mm -hmm. Get used to it. Yeah, he said she, she needs to learn from a woman what a woman needs to learn, so send her with Carolyn. But she was my first musician. She used to be in prison with me in all those places was a dancer in the club. We, we need to get out of here. Here, I ain't talking about the Clearwater. I'm talking about that club right there, my cousin's club. He's the one that owned the club. 
mm. asked me if I'd sit down and take a picture with him and the slit small liquor um, <laughs> bull. <laughs> My cut. He said, yeah, it's just for the papers. I said, I know you didn't say that to me. Mm. What paper are you talking about? He said, I run advertisement, man. Mm. And you want me to be advertising <laughs> the preacher and the club. Yeah, that's like when I when I heard when I heard the news and they were talking about a shooting at a school that was in a church. And I'm like, oh my God, a former student that somehow the devil tricked into thinking that that was their problem and they had to come back to the school and kill people. But I'm thinking, I'm at a school in a church that has been helping people for a long time. What's, it could happen anywhere, but if you sit back and do nothing my wife over there now, you know, this, this girl shot the doors, the glass doors out on her way in. So nothing was going to stop her from getting in with her AK-47. But like you said, a battle is... What we did, we, we stopped witnessing. See, West Coast got those children from somewhere else. Mm. I put a lot of pictures on the other night yeah. because uh, who called me? Oh, my favorite person, Granddaddy. <laughs> oh, Granddaddy, your baby's sick. <laughs> I wish you'd call her grandmother sometime. <laughs> but great granddaddy and Gigi, it's, I thought it was 7 o'clock in the morning. It's 1 o'clock. Oh. You want me to come down here and get your baby? Because your baby is real sick, got a temperature 103. I couldn't go back to sleep, so I started going through this thing, and I looked at all the pictures mm. of all the students, and they came from somewhere when we were willing to go there. Mm. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. They came from somewhere when we, we were willing to go there. When we stopped being willing to go there and we got preoccupied with here and here, there no students. They're looking at me funny. <coughs> you all hear what I'm saying? <laughs> when we stop being willing to go there, Because the need is great. That's why the governor just signed that um, the paper that said makes it now so it's easy to go to private schools. So they got to go somewhere. Why not here? Because nobody from here, if they're not witnessing out there, they're not going to know. And we got a good product. And you know we got a good product because of the students that came out, what they're able to do now. Like I told you, Ray, he got uh, thumped by calculus too now. Calculus 2 bumped his butt, but he got that far with just you. How about that? He has never been to college. So what he learned here has him in the uh, three-quarters of a million-dollar house. I'm just saying. 
you have that kind of, uh, of, of setting and put out that kind of product, but we're no longer willing to go anywhere. We're just here dealing with here and here, and they don't know. There are people never heard of West Coast that want to be here. They just don't know it. Like Damien told the chief of police. There, he was talking about, oh, my God, because he knows her mama and her grandmama and all the criminals. And, uh, oh, my God, look at you. You have a 3.24 uh, average. How did, you're a genius, Damien said to the chief of police. There are many geniuses here in the ghetto. You're just not going to find them because they're not going to meet West Coast. That's what she said. But West Coast is hibernating. Yeah, that's painful. It's like um, Sunday when... Uh, Dr. Fair was preaching, uh, commit, that uh, if you go in and out and don't commit, then you're going to miss everything. But it's like, uh, you know, God trained us. He told us what the truth was. He told us uh, to go proclaim the truth to nations and speak with boldness every word. And if you... If you've been hacked to think people don't want to hear me anyway, or they, or they have a, uh, it's like you said about uh, what do you say? All men are dogs. So you don't know all men, and you can't make that statement. You don't. Oh, you say you don't know all dogs. There's some good dogs. There's some they wonderful. It's <laughs> a wonderful dog. So even if all men are dogs, there's some like good dogs. Dog but she won't bite me. <laughs> That's your read, though. Pit bull. Yeah, come up sniffing me every day. Like I'm a new, what do you think, a new person coming? <laughs> she don't bite me, though. The children sleep on her. Good dog. Yeah. See, but the, but the only way somebody's perception can change about West Coast is if they have an experience with West Coast. I say the only way someone's perception of West Coast can change is if they have a, okay. an experience. What's your perception of what he just said? That we have to go and have to tell them. That's your perception of what he just said? By them having an experience with yeah. with West Coast. And you said No, we have to we have to go. What you tell we have to I think we have to put ourselves out there in such a way that they can see what's happening. You have to put yourself what? We have to put ourselves out there okay. so that they can see it. Out there? So you say you were just in Tarpon Springs? Did you go at the regular time you always go? No, in a different time. Because what you were doing wasn't working. 
Praise the Lord. That's what I did. I went to Clearwater for six months. Nothing was working. Wrote Bishop Port a letter. He ain't write me back. <laughs> I thought that meant don't come back. So I decided to go at a different time. I went doing work hours. The rest is history. But you got to go. And if what you're doing ain't working, do it another way. But you got to go because they're not going to know until you go. And you can't be afraid. And, and, and I think God will send us all a Sacagawea. I'm serious. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. So that makes it easier. Like the people that you're now meeting, that's your Sacagawea. They'll take you to the next person you ought to meet. The only way I know Mary LaPlante is because God, the Lord told me to go get uh, that girl's children with their tracks in her arms. The first time I ever saw tracks in my mm. life. Mm. And they were big tracks. Yeah. I went to the house. They ain't had anything in the house but some mattresses on the floor and a refrigerator. Mm. And that girl told me, you can't have my children. Mm. Well, I was happy because I didn't know what to do with them anyway. You know, because the Lord didn't tell me, after you get the children, this is what you do. But, but you have to be crazy enough inside See, if you're not going to go crazy, don't do Jesus. There is nothing logical about Jesus. You got to decide, I'm going to do this illogical life. And he sent me to get the children. I went right over there. I walked up to a guy on, on the steps with a 40. Uh, you know, um, they went on 40. Um, a large malt liquor. Oh, thank you so much. She used to do that. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. It's large, you know. Um, and I've stepped over him, and I got on up there where the house was, and I knocked on the door because the Lord said so. It did not make any sense any more than getting up from here and crossing Bishop Porter and going up mm. there. But you learn the manner of the battle when you do it. And then God becomes your God. And you'll do anything because he said so. So I knocked on that door. That lady told me, no, you can't. And she said it in her words. <laughs> Y'all got me? Yeah. All right. It wasn't holy. Um, no, you can't have my blanket of blank, 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 <laughs> blank, 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 and get the blanket, blank, 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 blank. Uh, yeah. And so I blanked out. So I was happy. And uh, a few days later, those same children were put in the system. Mm. So Phyllis, Sacagawea again, told me, because she's the one that knew the lady. The children are now in the system if you really want them. And you know God will try you. Mm. <laughs> now, you happy because you couldn't get them that day. Uh, so if you really want the children, she said, they're in the system at what do you call it? juvenile? Which means I got to go to juvenile now. Okay, so I did. I go down to juvenile, and I go to the house where somebody who knows where juvenile is and all the in some more Sacagawea stuff you got to find. And so guess who's sitting in the yard? Mary LaPlante. And she's eight or nine at the time. And dirty face, dirty clothes and everything. She is going to take us to juve juvie. Hmm the nine-year-old. Mm. So 
I said to Phyllis, we going to kidnap somebody's kid to, to, to go to juvie. That's why sometimes you need, because that don't make no sense to me. That's against the law. Yeah. She said, how am I not here? I said, where the mama? The girl out here, the mama got to be in there. She said, no. Her mama in the streets doing what she do to make money so they can eat tonight. Ooh. I said, oh, okay. Now, the only reason y'all don't know this is because y'all in here. Mm -hmm. This happened right, right around you right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, I had a job at one of the hotels out here, Harley Hotel, was one of my customers every month. They just didn't wear dirty clothes. But they sat right up there, and they're $1,000 a night. So anyway, mm. they have all nice bikinis at the Harlow Hotel. Wow. So anyway, uh, I, the girl took us over to Juvie, and I was able to get one of the children. That's Rashada. That's how we got her. Now I'm thinking what to do with her, because I live in Sarasota, and I don't think I'm going to be bringing her back over to the house. You know? <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who know. Um, so I asked Phyllis, can you keep her? She said, I got her, no problem. So we get mom to sign the papers. Mom signed the girl right over. And Mary said, y'all going to leave me with oh. her little nine-year-old self or whatever? Wow. Um, well, what do we? So we got to go to the streets now and find mm -hmm. your mama. And we got in the streets, found a mama, and mama signed over too, just like that. We just don't get the, the money for the, the monthly money that goes to them. We got to find a way on our own to take care of them. Yeah. And we used to bring them here, a whole lot of them, every Sunday morning. And, and J. Dodge said, um, there's either West Coast Clearwater or the Puerto Ricans, because that van hanging to the side. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're waiting while you're at the house. That little girl would have been there whether I went or not. She needs me to this day. We were just talking. She's in, up in her 30s now. And uh, we were just talking on Facebook last night. She talking about her children, how fast they grew up. I said, what about you? You know? You can't do it in here. You'll never learn the manner of the... Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You'll never learn the manner of the battle in here. You won't learn how to fight for you, and you won't learn how to fight for them in here. All you'll know... And the devil will be so happy that you're in here. You'll think, I'm blessed. Oh, my God, I got a house, I got a car, I got a dog... Mm-hmm, and 3.2 children, that's all he wants you to do. Because then you no problem to him. But it's going to take a little out of you to go beyond what you understand, or, you know. Oh, you know the lady that with the tracks in her arm. She's a, a past, she's a, a minister, has been one for a long time. She's, you see her all the time now. She's gotten married. She's clean. Her life is good. Uh, her name is Sister Love. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She looks beautiful. But she came a long ways 
Her son that was in juvie, he's a, he's a minister. But you got to go out the house for this to happen. That the, the lady that um, Phyllis and, and, and Gina talked so bad about with the nasty cookies. Um, yeah. And the cookies could have been nasty, yeah. you know. But we weren't doing cookies. Yeah. We were doing people. Yeah, that's what I had to make them understand. You, she came up here, look at this cookie, and they threw it down, and it wouldn't crack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're selling this in the name of West Coast. And that's how we took care of the children, by selling cookies and pies and candies and stuff. You know, look at that mess. I said, but we're not doing cookies. Mm. That's how we came up with for the good of the nation. Gina says it to this day, for the good of the nation. <laughs> I won't say nothing. That lady... <laughs> That lady was at Zima Florence's when Bishop Porter took us over there the first time. She was sitting right behind us. She's one of his major ministers. Mm. You never know. Mm. But in order for that to happen, you got to get out of here. She was looking for something. She just didn't know how to bake. Mm. She was trying. She said, I want to help y'all. Came out of her house to make those nasty cookies. And she's a real, real minister right now. So many people's lives have changed just for going. And it's not like I knew what was to do. Just like America in Vietnam. They didn't know anything about the bamboo viper. So there are a lot of things we'll find out that we got to get over when we get out there. And God will send you a Sacagawea. I promise you. But you can't stay here and meet your Sacagawea. You'll just keep meeting each other, repeating the same thing to each other. Look, I got great grands now. And <laughs> my great grand got to go with me. Jermaine lives in Clearwater right now. Mm. Been there for a few years. Mm. Says she's been living in that place for four years. And she lived with me for two episodes before that. That's six years. Just go on. They'll figure out how to get where you are. They'll find you. <laughs> What's logistics doing for you? Can you tell, can you tell us to go? Because that's the message. As I sit here, that's the message you've been telling us often um, to go and a lot of things will happen for us by going there's people that's waiting for us you talked about us going to Tarpon Springs um, <coughs> excuse me went Arnett and I went this weekend I was having problems with my car don't tell me the car so <laughs> um, I know without a doubt I know I heard Tarpon Springs and I was gonna use that as an excuse not to go, saying, my car's not working right. So I asked a couple of people um, to go with me, and... So, so, so can I ask you? Sure. In my testimony, five cylinders were working out of my six cylinders. You don't remember I said that? I do, yes. But you were gonna use that excuse anyway? Yes. <laughs> I was. I was afraid to put it on the road, and particularly since no one would go with me. I didn't want to go by myself with the car, so I asked God to, I asked two people, um, and I needed them to drive their car. So I asked God 
to lay me on their heart. So I know when you start policing God. If you do this for me, I'll go. And then in the morning, if that's not enough, flip it over a little bit, and then go flip it. So they called. One of them called. <clears throat> Excuse me. Arnett called, and not only did she say, um, that was Saturday morning as I laid in bed, still debating. Um, I couldn't shake it, though, because I know I heard Tarpon's Springs. Like, I, like I'm talking, I heard it. And I was afraid not you to knew go. It. I, yeah, I, this, this time I knew it. Um, so she called, and she said that she would go. Yeah. Not only did she say she would go, she said she would drive. Mm -hmm. So that took care of my going, and that took care of the car. Mm. So um, this trip to Tarpon Springs, I felt more fulfilled than I've felt going in the past. We actually, the timing, I, I really think it was orchestrated. That's why I had to go. We actually met a man in the Shepherd Center, which is... Um, a resale center, something like a Goodwill, that uh, we actually stopped and ministered to, and we prayed for him. In the, in the Shepherd Center, as people walked by, um, before we got to him, and he said himself, this had to be orchestrated the way we met. By God, you mean? Yes, yes. And before we got to him, we actually got a chance for the first time to meet the director of the so, Shepherd so Center. Orchestrated by God. Orchestrated by God. It was definitely orchestrated by God. Um, we prayed for her. She talked and she shared her testimony, um, as we said in her office. Um, and we prayed for her. She had she started this cough, and she said she had bronchitis or an asthma that turned. So, Arnett and I joined hands and we prayed for her. Asked God to heal her from her bronchitis or her asthma, and from her went downstairs and met the man that we also prayed for. Um, and also a, another lady we met and we prayed for. I was so excited about it. That's why I had to call you. I felt um, fulfilled. Um, I bet you did. Just, I did. I did. I um, because I really know, I, I heard that in the way he orchestrated the whole thing with Arnett calling, saying, okay, I'll go and, and I'll drive was... So, um, and logistics, that's, that's one thing I hear. Did you call the lady to find out if she has asthma anymore? No, I, I haven't called her. I'll have to give her a call. Okay, so when you pray, you're expecting to be um, the ambassador that God is choosing to use, so expect him to use you. And if it, in fact, is God, they won't have asthma anymore. Because I really didn't have... Um, any great thing. I wasn't Reverend Chester, I wasn't Deacon Chester, and I know I wasn't a good brother. Some of the people can tell you that I used to fight. So, but Phyllis didn't do drugs anymore. No, to this day. I can't count them anymore now. There's been too many miracles to, like uh, you asked me, what did, tell me what you asked me. Uh, tell me more. Huh? Tell me more. Go on, tell me. Oh, okay. I asked you what did you, what did you hear see Janice say to God? Okay. Or what she said uh, before her funeral? Okay. So, I 
heard her, but I was thinking, ah. Now watch this. Bishop Porter said, details. <laughs> he said, it really matters. Mm. I turned around as soon as I, I get home. Guess what I find? The papers were what she said to her and Sarah. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you Friday night. I'll read it verbatim. Okay. Details. But you have to expect God. Because mm. I just had a meeting with Bishop Porter. You can't act like nothing just happened. Oh, you ain't hearing me. If you act like nothing just happened, what happens? Nothing. I can come home and go drive the car as if nothing. But if I think something happened, I start checking like something just happened. And the first thing I see is that I haven't seen that since I heard it from heaven. But God will orchestrate it. I'll, I'll read it to you. Okay. Yeah, I just saw him Saturday. By the time I got home, that was available. Okay. Do I know where Thank it's been? Jesus. No. But it's been wherever God put it. Yep. Thank you, Lord. I could have got it the first day, but sometimes we don't look at it right. Mm -hmm. So start acting. Call him and ask him. You're breathing now? Because a homeless man had a bad, bad, bad breathing disease. He never told me. Came in my church. We weren't in the church we're in, the building we're in now. We're in a building about the size of those pews over there that Bishop Porter told us to move from. He said, it's too small. So he just came in and came at the end of the service, talking about, I can breathe. And I said, me too. He says, no, you don't understand. I live under the bridge, and I haven't been breathing for this. And he tells the whole story. Come back two weeks later and said, I can still breathe. So you have to expect God to do what he does because this ain't about you. The moment you stop making this about you, you'll leave at 12 o'clock at night because you know it ain't about you. It won't bother you none to go walk out there in chunky Sunday because it ain't about you anyhow. Yes, she shared her testimony, and as she was talking, she even said that uh, as it pertained to something that happened to her, they asked her, you know, why does she move so slow or something to that effect, and she said, when I pray, she said, I have to wait and see what God says. You know, I, I can't. She said, it's not about me. She said it. You'll be walking down the street, and you'll sit on the billboard. It's not about you. He wants to get a point across. You just have to be blind not to see it. Like, since I talked to you all about wait under the tree, guess how many times I've seen it since then? At least 20. Wait on me. Wait on me. God, wait on me. And Phyllis got up and testified Sunday when I used it, and she said, that's right, you know, a Kimura and I just broke down and you just don't remember. But you don't know how many people came by and said, I'll fix it for you. And I said, no, thank you. I was waiting on who? Mine. God said, wait on me. Since the last time we talked, I've seen it. it. It'll be on the billboard. It'll be on TV. It'll be on the radio. If he's trying to, you'd have to be blind not to hear from God. And deaf can't hear. But you know, he does heal the blind. And the death. So. And so the, the, 
executive director asks, we actually got a chance to talk to her because in talking with the lady at the Shepherd Center, we established a relationship um, there so when we come, they know who we are. And we talked about helping, um, they have a, a Hope Center. We, we talked about um, the, the homeless, how they feed the homeless, or you know they have a shelter. And coming one day and, and helping her do that, and she, Mary Ann is her name, Mary Ann then introduced us to the executive director who by chance was just there for the first time. You got your Sacagawea. And so uh, Mary Ann introduced us to Ada. Ada wants us to come back, ask us if we can come back and help them um, feed the people. She said, um, at the Hope Center, she said you can walk around and talk to the people or you can help serve. Can you come back on Easter? Praise the Lord. We won't be seeing you here. <laughs> yes. So that, that experience, so much happened. Know Easter is holy, right? Yeah. Yes. Be someplace holy. Mm. All right, go ahead. That, by going Saturday, um, opened up so much for, for Arnett and I. We even that's, likened that's it. That's the same scripture you just said. You know that, right? About the, 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 the cow in the ditch. Mm -hmm. You can either be healing on the Sabbath. All right, go on. As we were driving home, we, we said, you know, you know, something like this happened with Reverend Chester. He was at the, the shelter, and, and we're at the shelter. And it, Saturday was very, very fulfilling to me. And when we come and sit. And everybody in the shelter don't belong there. No. They're just waiting on you to get them out. And we're going. I think one of the major things that I'm hearing is the many things that are happening, but we don't know that they're happening. You've been saying the whole while that one of the enemy's biggest weapons is we can't see him. And a habit becomes a habit when it does it by itself. So you're hearing these things, you're stuck in this habit, because we hear you all the time saying, go, you gotta leave here, you gotta get out of here. But you're stuck doing what you heard and learned by the enemy hacking your mind is the thing that you should be doing. But it's more, it's more than that. The doing of it, I don't know, you told me once that, that um, I lived safe all my life. I can, I can go with that. Because in my thinking, that's what people do. People not trying to live dangerously, are they? They living safe. They trying to stay safe. But I, I was never drafted to stay safe. The whole point of drafting me was to fight a war. There's nobody that's get, that gets drafted into the army of the Lord to stay safe. Yeah, and you, 
you um, are around particular things that you've been doing that nobody tells it to you, but you resolve that that's your job. Tell me more. And that's what you do. I. Tell me more about what you do. Yeah, I am. Um, because I always felt like and by what was around me was encouraged to believe that what I did. By, by the way, I, I don't know what made you do your hair like that and all this, but you look like you're ready to go on TV and you look like um, what Maya might have looked like to me. It just depends on what you want to do with it. Now go on. Um, That's Maya Angelou, not Maya Barnes. Um, what you've been... I, I don't know if those are spiritual eyes or natural eyes. I can't tell the difference because I see open visions and they look the same to me. But if it were me, I'd go with it as much as when Bishop Porter said, details. I went straight home as if God has said it, it matters in the details. Um... Certain things you resolve is what you do, and you feel like that is your part in the army. Everybody's not a fighter. There are some people that have to tend to the business. I'm not saying anybody ever told me that, but from what I was around and what I was seeing and what I was hearing, that's what I settled for. There were times that when they were going out doing particular things. In the beginning, I tried to do that. And then it got to the point where it's like, where are you? We need to do this, you need to do that. So after a while, I settled for that. And you don't even try to go out anymore because you settled for that. Um, May I? Sure. Stanley. Chestnut that used to work over here. He said, I used to come to the recreation center and play basketball with some of the real tough guys and I would bump and fight with them. This what he saw. He's four years younger than me, so I don't remember him. <laughs> um, I know his brother, Larry. Um, he said, you came in your daddy's truck you go on the basketball court. You would shoot, bump, and grind with the basketball players. You'd get back in your daddy's truck and go to our house. He said, for us, we were trying to learn how to play basketball, and that was it for us because we won't do the NBA. But for you, it was just something else that you did well. Now, I said that to say this. You only know if you have five gifts or you have one till you do the five. I found out that I have many. And each one of them is just as important as the other. There's a creative side to me. There's a technical side to me. And both are screaming to live. 
you know, you have something inside of you just screaming to live. And until you let all of you live, you're not satisfied. Like she said, she felt fulfilled when she did what's been screaming to live. Not that the other part is not important too. And I hear what you're saying. And at the same time, I think through the years that I had become satisfied. I believe now, as I'm hearing in logistics and the testimonies of different people, that there are some other things that will help me to understand that so my you can life, still be more fulfilled. May I ask you this? Sure. If a burning bush started talking to you and it was a burning bush that would not be consumed, would it get your attention? Oh, yeah. Maybe. If you threw a snake on the ground, a stick, and it turned into a snake, would it get your attention? You know it was a stick, and then it became a snake. If you took the same stick that became a snake stretch it out and the ocean opened up so let me take that personal something there's a stick parked in your yard right now that could not be can we agree yes. okay there's a mouthful of stick right now in your mouth that could not be because if it could you would have already done it at some point, we have to get to understand, he's been talking to me the whole time. Question becomes, what did he say? I just learned when he talks, they told me you couldn't take notes, right? Yes, Rosa? Okay. Did I take him? You know, in, when you go to see Bishop, they say, oh, you, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they say you can't take right. notes. Okay. But I took notes, right? Yeah. Okay. So after a while, you realize no matter what happens to other people, he ain't talking to me. What God told me is the only truth there is. The rest of it is just a bunch of facts. Because I got a mouthful of truth. I got truth parked in my yard. He's talking to me. What is he saying? You, I got truth in my chest. I got truth in my back called kidneys, lungs, and heart. Truth is here. So regardless of what anything happens for anybody else, it doesn't apply to me. Your husband and I went to see, who we go to see in Atlanta? Somebody. I don't know. Ruth, Ruth yeah. And the people say, you can't go in there because she has whatever she had. Okay. But you know what I knew. While they yet were talking, they're not talking to me. I'm just saying, I really believe at some point, Mary, Maya, and you have to see Maya too. Maya was a writer. You're a writer. But Maya was more than a writer. But you only know 
And I love what Chestnut said. That was just something else that you did. For us, it was everything. You is just something else you did well. Don't get stuck on something you do well when there's more trying to scream and say, let me out, let me out, let me out. Okay, I'm done. I'm never going to see you like you see you. I can't do it. My eyes will not let me. What does logistics mean to us, or what have we seen with the logistics being a part of us? And is that the way we see it? What has logistics done for you? For me, okay. So logistics to me, from the beginning, was a strategic plan that was orchestrated for us to come together to know how things were being done. How things are to be done. And how things are to be done. That was logistics. And there were, from the beginning, there were those that were called that said, you need to come, you need to come, you need to come to be there. And then it evolved. Logistics evolved into what it is. And I read each week as Mary puts the announcement out, it says that logistics is the opportunity to hear the Holy Spirit talk to us. That's your supporter, right? Yes. That's your supporter. So, and she, she uh, quotes him. She puts it down there so that you know that that's what that's what he said. So it evolved into that so that we would understand direction, that we would understand purpose, that we would understand mission, that we would understand why it is there. So what has it done? So what it has done for me is that it gives me a time to come and sit and listen. And most times I internalize as the different stories come forth and place myself in those particular stories that are being told to say, where do you go from here? 
Courage takes hold. Strength takes hold. And growth takes place. So for me, logistics says all things are possible if you can only believe. All things are possible if you will believe. All things are possible if you will go and do it. That there are no limitations, that there are no ceilings, that there are no reaches that are not reachable, but that you must believe and do. So logistics says to me, believe in the impossible and see the possible. What you think about what you said? Yes. I see you digesting what you're saying. Oh, no, I was thinking of something that you just said. It's a story you used to hold. I had been thinking something else, I don't know. Um, but I was thinking about going and doing the different things, like she was saying, see the possibility, do it. And what you were saying to me, you know, you do one, more than one thing. Uh, recently, in one of the writings, Bishop Porter said, to abide in your calling does not mean to practice your limitation. Ah, that's what, what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where you where'd you read that? Bishop Porter wrote it. Ah, ah, I love that one. <laughs> what you say? Say it again. To abide. To abide in your calling does not mean to practice your limitation. That clear to everybody what you just said. I like. Give me a copy of whatever that is. Matter of fact, print it out there too, on the on the board. Go ahead. I think um, logistics. Cause this is what I believe. I believe he he told you to do that because he wants to know why it's not causing a change. So find out what's being heard because. Uh, logistics is not a, a think tank. It's not where you push around ideas. It's like I said, if, if, the whole, if it's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, the Holy Spirit is speaking so we can do something. And I can go all the way back to uh, pick and roll. Now, if you know, it's a purpose to pick and roll. It's supposed to help you to in the game so you can accomplish the game uh, directly so you can win the game, so you can score, so you'll know how to maneuver against your opponent. But just having, just knowing that you need to pick and roll, if you still won't shoot, we still don't have nothing to talk about. So we, you know, we can just go back to well, I remember pick and roll, 
But we just gonna, it's like you said yesterday when the two boys were standing behind you, we're just gonna have a conversation about nothing. Three people gonna have a conversation Because <laughs> all three of y'all see the same thing from the same perspective, nothing. And all y'all talking to each other about the truth that you see, which is what? Nothing. Nothing. That was profound to me, because <laughs> I never know they were gonna say it like that. Each one of them I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing. Yeah, the conversation. And I, I'm, I hope I didn't miss something, because when I look at you, you know, some people, uh, like. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a double negative. <laughs> I see nothing. All right. Not I don't see nothing. I see nothing. Mm-hmm. Like Prophetess Mary was just saying, you can get calling in your limitation. You can become comfortable in your limitation. But I love, I love what, when you, when you, t- you know, another thing I got from logistics is how to just step out and do something because I would have never actually seen myself doing first steps. That, that would have never come to me. But in logistics, you said you ought to do it. So I started that day. I said, well, Miriam, let's, let's do it. And I listened to everyone. But you know, and I'm thinking, you know, it's like you did. When you were, you were the head of the lighting department. You set the board up. You set the lights up. You talked to the lighting people. And somewhere along the line, you left. The lights didn't go off. <laughs> I mean, the lights didn't go off. <laughs> And I think some people, including myself, God, you know, God, stop. That's too good. <laughs> Did y'all hear the man? Good God Almighty. I never would have thought of that. That's why I say we each one of us. We, we have what we have. That would never have come to me. You're recording this, right? Oh, Lord. I am. You recording? Because I got to hear that one. It's recording. Okay. It's recording? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh. Did you hear what you said? That's why I gave you a mic. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I got you. I have to respect what you do. Because if I don't respect what you do, we won't get the product. Yeah. This, you can do like this, and I'll get an understanding. Yes. God blessed us. We... we we are fitly joined together. I'm not greater than you. I'm got, y'all got to hear me. I would not have come up with that. Go on, no. Preach. And I think some of us got stuck, you know, because it's, it's an honor and a privilege to operate here. But, you know, I have seen 10, something like that, 10 bass players. Well, you got to be stuck thinking you got to be here to play the bass. It's been too many. I've seen singers, great singers, that some, most of them left on their own, but the songs didn't stop. The anointing didn't stop. Preach here. Come on, I ain't got to say nothing. Come on, preach. So you could go do what you got to do. West Coast going to survive, but if you think I got to be here for you know, everything. You could do like um, 
Who was that? They tell me somebody used to do, uh, I can't think of a name now. You don't have to call them. Okay. But, but West Coast going to operate because Bishop Porter trained people and God sent people in, but you won't explore the other facets of your ministry. It'll operate, you mean if the people operate in the capacity that God gave you? Yeah. Okay. Well, Because after I leave, there has to be another lighting man. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's like I believe that uh, I hope that we didn't discourage some of the undergrowth from staying because you wouldn't get out the way. We did. You, you did. Yeah. You, you can hope all you want, but you did. <laughs> we shouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. How can they feel important and necessary and essential until they become important and necessary right. and essential? Because you won't get out the way. Where were you supposed to be? At the lady's house with the tracks in her arm who's got the three children that God told you to go get. No, you plan. Oh, go on. Yeah, because that, that's what I'm uh, asking the Lord for wisdom now for my child because she sometimes feels, and my son was telling me the same things, and I just, I didn't know, I didn't put any stock in it because it didn't happen to me, but they're like, you know, people want to still treat us like children, and we, my daughter's 33 years old. She don't understand why. You're going to tell her, well, I remember when you was a baby, well, I, you say you grew up with um, Elder Butler, but you ain't telling them. I remember when you were the baby, both of the old babies, but that's not relevant right now to get him to do what God wants him to do right now, to remind him when he was in first grade with you. And I just told him that. I tell him all the time. Now, look, man, I want to see you. We're getting close to somewhere. Now, where I'm going, make sure that's where you're going. Yeah. In order to go where I'm going, you're going to have to put some miles on that car. Mm -hmm. like, Love him to death. <laughs> got to and we just got to uh, do us what we have. And I, I love this thing. You know, uh, I'm 65. I know that. But if God is going to give me strength and ability to go and help somebody, well, I'm sitting in the house scared. I ain't scared. How you know? Well, I'm, I, well, I'm gonna find out because, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not scared of drug people. I used to be drug people. My friends all the had. The only way you know you're not scared is, is when you're in the battle. Yeah. Otherwise, we're taking credit for a battle we didn't fight. <laughs> yeah. we, we're saying we're not afraid. Mm -hmm. But you ain't fought the battle. When you begin to fight the battle and, and all the things that come with it, like I like to hear you, what you just said about your children. So apparently you love your kids. You know what Ray told me? He said, Dad, guess what I found out? I said, what's that? I don't particularly like electrical work. <laughs> he said, what I found out is I liked being with you. Mm. So in the process of liking being with you, I learned electrical work. Mm. So if he were here, he would probably what? Be, be with me. <laughs> and where would I be? I'd yeah. take him with me. Yeah. Because he likes being, being with, with me. Wow. 
he may not know nothing about Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego. But if he liked being with me, that's where I'll be. And like you said um, yesterday, this uh, letter to the Lord, just tell him, Lord, I don't know about this. I, I'm not good, but I want to go. And just let him lead you, and That's you real. and God can get through this, That's but real. but don't play with it. That's and real. Now you, you in my ear. And that's, that's where we have to be, you know. We know it, we were trained well, but it's like, like Bill was saying, training and uh, what that you were talking about and the, and the vipers, you may not have training with that. So, but only, but you were trained well, you were trained to be a soldier, but they, they can't tell you everything in three months. Some of the they stuff. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, they know. That. They can tell them how to shoot. They can tell them how to run, jump, and all the stuff they teach you in two months. But there's no lesson on how many times a bamboo viper hits, strikes mm. you when it comes out the tree. Matter of fact, I didn't even know they had any. Wasn't in the class. Yeah, bamboo vipers. But not even that. They got all kinds of diseases that you don't see. But like you said, God can tell you what to say, what not to say, how to behave. When you get in those situations, that's the advantage we have over Vietnam. You went blind, you had some training, but there were some things you know nothing about. But in our battle, we're going to go into it, but we have somebody who can take us through the battle and show us what to do. But now, you know, if you got to be a casualty, why not be a casualty on the lower side? Because, you know, if, if you don't do nothing, you're going to end up walking into Walmart and some fool going to shoot you when you wasn't doing nothing you were supposed to do when you're shopping at the grocery store. But if you can stop some of that by going and just doing what the Lord said, because, like he said, we're the salt of the earth. But if we don't season, we, don't, we lose our savor. We're not good for anything, but it's just this is too too serious to play with, and we are too close. I mean, it's too many things. Like you said, it's 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 not just for my soul that I got to do this. My children got to know what to do. The boy said something so profound that everybody, all of us, should hear. He, he has never gone to electrical school in his <laughs> life. And he has a $750,000 house mm. that he's paying for with the knowledge that he got because he liked being with me. Now, what am I saying? If you all really have what you think you have, take those with you that you love. Mm. And whether or not they believe what you believe, it doesn't matter. Because cause they'll pick it up yeah. while they're with you. Mm -hmm. They'll turn over and see the blind man ain't blind no more. Mm -hmm. And they got to deal with that. Mm -hmm. If that's what you deal in. Yeah. Like the sermon that you put on 
Right, Bishop Porter, if you deal in that, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. If you deal in, I was broke and I ain't broke no more, they need to see that. You know, uh, the whole country went broke while he liked being with me. Watch uh -huh. me, man, I ain't lying. <laughs> while he liked being with me. The whole country, 08. Yeah. We went, we were doing Alinari. Went to Alinari that morning, everybody was booking, trying to pull everything out they could pull, mm. that they could sell, because <laughs> the country going broke. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't know what to do. How we how are we gonna make money? And that's the first thing he says to me, Dad. What are we gonna do? I got this brand new truck. I said, Well, son, God'll see to us. Now, go show him. Mm. Cause he liked being with you. If you weren't a sinner, if you weren't a sinner, you'd know I'm in logistics. <laughs> Bye. Two o'clock. Man, get away from me. <laughs> I ain't forgot. Go on. Get off the phone. All right. You'll find, I find, can you can make it personal? I find that when I go, and when I do, that God manifests himself so that you know, so that, so that I know that he hears, he's there, and he listens. I see that the personal relationship that we have is of such so that wherever I go that and reach out and touch that he touches. What you say? What you say? And that he what makes say? yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. He went with you. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he manifests himself so that those that I touch, he touches, and then the relationship is established for them. So in doing who you are, you manifest that, that he made you, that he is who he has called you to be. The, the art that he made you. Correct. Yeah, that DNA. That DNA yeah. is on you. Yeah. And in you. Yeah. And so. I love the way that the other day I had to go get a birth certificate because I'm going to Nigeria. I don't know why I need a birth certificate, <laughs> but I didn't need one. And uh, the people told me that I put on all the information. Charlie Jones, my dad. Um, Josephine Spencer's my mom. Josephine Chester, of course. Um, and they told me, came back and said, we can't help you because your dad's name down here is Idas Chester. Mm. I've never seen the man. Mm. I have no Idas Chester blood. I have no blood in me that's a Chester. Mm. I act like my daddy. Mm. <laughs> Come on, you ain't hear me. Mm. I don't care what's on that birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. I ain't never met the man. Mm. That was a kindness to Miss Joan. Mm. I act like my mm. DNA. What's in me? Mm -hmm. 
That's all we got to do. I don't care what happened along the way. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to do with what happened between my dad, my mama, and all that. Mm -hmm. But I act just like him. They tell me I walk like him and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and he's, his name is Jones. Y'all mm -hmm. hear me? Right. You walk like Jones. You talk like Jones. You act like Jones. You Jones. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they call you. Mm -hmm. So if the Lord is your daddy, mm -hmm. wherever you go, he goes. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they put. <laughs> and the, I, I know. I'm a preacher. Well, I tell you, <laughs> if you miss this, <laughs> you just want to miss it. No. Because if he's your real dad. He's your direct, real daddy. You're going to. The old people like tell me when I go to Madison. I'm sorry. When I go to Madison and, and all those places where my dad is from, know what they call me? Little Charlie. <laughs> Not Charlie. Little Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. We don't know nothing about Mr. Mr. Chester. Mm -hmm. None of us. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing to me is to see him do what he does says that there's not a limitation in what he does. And so... Yeah. There's not. There's not a limitation in Only, what he does. And it only comes up if you make it about you. Correct. Mm. You don't know there's no limitation if you make it about him because that's his DNA. Mm -hmm. See, I'm going to Atlanta with him. Uh -huh. I don't care what the people say. Mm -hmm. They're standing at the door telling me I can't go. Right. I just need y'all to move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Your husband said, no, he didn't. And he was back there dealing with the people. <laughs> I'm not dealing with them. That's not in my DNA. Mm -hmm. My daddy didn't tell me, ride up here on the plane so the people can tell you no. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. what, what's the thing about the limitation? Say it again. You preaching. <laughs> that there's no limitation in him. And so, therefore, when you do what you do, then you give him the opportunity to show them who he are, who he is, one and he one gets is, the glory, and he gets the glory, not you. He and you're not trying to get any glory. You're just doing what what you do. I was standing in um, this conference I just hey, went about to. to. Tell me, I rode up here on a plane from Sarasota or wherever we came from, mm -hmm. so y'all could tell me I can't see it. Mm. You say what you want to with your mouth, right? But who came with me? Says, I don't have those limitations. Mm -hmm. So y'all talk, I know you got rules and regulations, but that's for the other people. Mm -hmm. He's not talking to me. Mm -hmm. No, we can't take no notes in prison. Mm -hmm. But he ain't talking to me. Mm -hmm. I asked the guard for the pen. The <laughs> 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 way I got it from. Uh -huh. I told the lady, I said, I, 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 if I can't bring one in here, then I'll get one when I get in. I so in. I asked the lady, do you have a pen? She said, no. But that guy right over <laughs> She a guard. <laughs> he ain't talking to me. Right. And that's not about me. Soon as I make it about me, I'm going to be just like everybody else. Just like. That's right. And the, the thing that gets me is that he constantly evolves. I'm sorry. He constantly reveals himself 
as to who he is so that you can evolve into who you are to be. Keep talking, girl. And so, therefore, you're you've trying, trying to be something else. You miss who he is trying to do, uh, what he's doing in you. You mean you, you're walking outside of your DNA? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's got to be hard. Yeah. If you're a mule, you're supposed to say e-haw. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're a horse, <laughs> I mean, if you if you making a strange sound coming out of you, and you know you're a horse, you say something wrong. Mm -hmm. You should, because mm -hmm. my DNA, my DNA says I say e-haw. <laughs> I was standing there uh, at a conference, and I was away from where this person was, and she called me and she said. Celeste, come over here, come over here. And she says, I need you to hug her because your hug heals. So, so just now, while you were talking, uh -huh. um, the Lord told recently, so, a few days, some people lady said, she said, um, if I keep pushing, I'm gonna push my daughter <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> so I said, push, <laughs> because we, it ain't working over here. Mm -hmm. Let her go over the edge, see what's over there. Because <laughs> what over here, it ain't work. So while you were just talking, he said, she's one you can push. Just let her see what's over there. Mm -hmm. Over the edge where she ain't been. Mm -hmm. She'll go. Go on, keep talking. <laughs> so I came over and I put my arms around her. She was a pastor, the, the lady she wanted me to hug. I put my arms around her. She says, now pull it down a little here. She said, watch the neck. And as I hugged her, the lady just went to shaking. And then she said, ooh, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it, 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 it did something for me in that I say, no greater, no greater, no greater thing you can do than to show the love of God to anyone. There's no greater thing that you can ever give to anyone other than the love of God. And as I hugged her, then she told me afterwards, she said, I've been in so much pain for months. She said, but as you hugged me, she said, all that pain just went away and I felt this warmth just come all through me. And I was like, Wow. And that, mm -hmm. what you're saying, mm -hmm. is what I was telling you. You got a mouthful of, of proof. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Mm -hmm. You got to know, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. You know on your best day, you can't pull none of this off. None of it. Mm. No. But then God begins to manifest himself, and the tree is talking. Yeah. And you talk to the tree. And the tree talked back. Don't you see? He does. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. You talking to the tree. Come on, brother. You yeah. Got to look around. See if there's anybody around here because he tree talking. Does. And that's what we got to know now. The yeah. tree talking. He talked. How did you miss it? Yeah. We sitting up in here talking about hallelujah, hallelujah, damn nothing. Oh, the two don't go together. Get out of here. The two you don't can't go together. stay here after that. The two don't go together. They don't go together. No, what are you doing? <laughs> you just sat around and had a whole conversation with a tree, and then you went on back to the house. No. 
What's, what's wrong with you? You stuck your stick out in the stick wiggle on the ground. You picked it up, put it across the water, and the water opened up. And you still went home? Oh, no, I need to see. Tell me more. And even if it don't work out like I thought it would, I'll ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Because I've already seen the stick. Mm-hmm. Yes, now. Yeah, yeah. Even after, if it comes, it don't look mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask questions because yeah. I've already seen the stick. Yeah. We already walked across the water now, mm-hmm. so ain't no sense in sitting up here acting like we didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. And you know that when you looked, you saw an ocean and you did not see a path through that ocean. But the next time you looked, there was a path through that ocean. So how can you and deny dry, y'all and not dry even ground? Muddy. Your shoes not even wet. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you, you went home? Uh-uh. Come on, West Coast. Yeah. You can't go home after that. No. <laughs> uh, can you imagine the man? He had to be looking around. Who talking? Yeah. And he turned around to the tree. Tree said, what you looking? Yeah. <laughs> Where you looking? Yeah. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. All righty now. Yeah. So since it's not going to make any sense, I changed my friends. Totally. Uh, oh, this, wow, is, this is too huge. Can I give you some advice? You're going to have to change your friends because your friends are going to have to be other people who have talked to a tree mm. or want to talk to one. And don't, don't fool with the disguised people who act like they want to talk to a tree, but they really came just to um, sideshow side show you. Mm-hmm. No, you have to have some tree-talking people now because otherwise the world will pull you back over into what they call their reality. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know the facts of life. That TV show is not even on anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. I need to know the truth. What you say, Lord? What you say? And if the truth is parked in my yard, and I know that could not have been, I'm going to take a ride in the truth to see where we're going. I'm just telling you about me. Now, I know a lot of folk. Angie talked about me Sunday as if I was some outlier. Isn't that the right word? Outlier? Yeah. That's not prevaricating. That's a one once in a lifetime event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A fluke. <laughs> she said, Well, because the stories that you told us mean you went through this, 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 and this, and this to become that. Mm-hmm. And I said, You've been going through stuff since I met you. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> Hello? If, if you're going to use that as the predicate, if you will, that we're basing your opinion on. I like the way God talks. Don't you like it? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He told me some time ago, don't, don't come down to them. Go no. up to me. That's, that is, that's the it, West Coast That's way. what he told me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. what when God I, When I Bishop Porter saw I used to come in here and I was going to break it down. He said, don't break nothing don't break down. down. Bring them up to me. <laughs> use the words I use. Yes. I will not lower myself to where you are you must come up to where if I that's am. the predicate that we're going to use mm-hmm. then you've been going through since <laughs> ain't that something excellent yeah but well, the reason you feel that way because i was just telling about 
Jermaine, that people sitting here talking about we came to take her to the other side. The other side of what? Well, you know. No, you know we won't be needing your services because she ain't going to the other side of nothing. And you put them out. Well, you can just say that, Reverend Chester, because you know you went through this and you went through this and you went through that. You're going through now, honey. What is wrong with you? We're all in the middle of something. Recognize it. Well, that's a good word. Recognize it. We're all in the middle of something that we need God to bring us out of. That you're sitting up here talking about me like I'm some kind of outlier here. You're in the middle of something right now that you need God to bring you out of. A middle of a mess that I can't fix. No. You're stick wiggling. Come on now. It's live on the ground. And you knew it was a stick. Don't go home. Not after that. Ask the tree. You know my stick was wiggling. I mean, just say, be real. Don't, don't. I can't. You know, Bishop Porter said every time I tried to shout, I kicked him. <laughs> don't shout then. <laughs> just don't shout. Yeah, he used to call three people. Say, all three. So he see him coming up. <laughs> if that ain't what you do, don't you worry about it. Kick like you're gonna kick. Well, Cyrus used to jump. Head used to hit the top of the thing up there. He ain't had no shout. Y'all remember? Yeah, Cyrus used to jump. So I was wondering what the brother doing. Yeah. You know. However you you praise him, you praise him. Yeah. But you can't go home. My Lord. You praise him however you want to, but you can't go home. Right. Tell me, Taz was speaking in tongues. You can't go home after that. No. Oh, serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do, you find more people to help you become regular. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And we cannot go back. He keeps saying. Never look back, but keep making tracks to your destination. You can't go back to your destination. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's nobody over there with me that I need. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's nobody over there with me that I knew. But Gina, Mm. Tom came as a result of my going Mm -hmm. because he came home to bury his mom or take care of his mom. And we were standing in the yard. Guy comes by the street. I pulled the guy off the street, said, hey, brother, what's wrong? He said, well, I'm going through. I said, come on over here. I began to witness to the guys. Tom says to me, that what you do? (laughs) I said, yeah. He said, I'm coming with you then. That's that's true. Now, I could have been acting like everybody else, mm-hmm. and he would probably still be here mm-hmm. or somewhere else, mm-hmm. acting regular. Mm-hmm. But one thing he knows, and, and that's wonderful that God will send you somebody who's been watching you a long time. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Somebody known you since you were this big, mm-hmm. and they're looking like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we grew up together. <laughs> But that is not the same guy. 
whoever this is, I'm going over there to see why the snake, I'm sorry, why the, the stick is wiggling. And you have to find some friends like that who are looking for why the stick is wiggling on the ground. And since you black, you know we got a thing about snakes. <laughs> Just black folk. And God said, catch him by the tail. You know, don't, yeah, you know, the, the white guy pick him up by the head and everything. You know, I had a guy in the military with me. Huh? And I was in the military. Guy brought a rattlesnake to me in the military and said, look. I said, no. <laughs> had him right behind the, the, and the thing head, the front of it like this, mm -hmm. has fangs in it. Mm -hmm. And he tried to turn this part of his head around to bite him. Mm. And, and you want me to put my, <laughs> no, we got a cultural problem here, brother. You know, yeah, yeah the black folk. I, and, and that's how we know Moses was black. Because mm -hmm. he pick up by the tail. <laughs> He'll turn into a stick again. Glory to we don't jump off bungee with the, the tree, the, the bridge. When a bungee jump, y'all bungee jumping? Uh -uh. I'm saying there's some cultural things that we just don't do. So, so I'm just saying that God explained to Moses exactly how to pick up your wiggling stick. Yeah. So it won't hurt you. Right. Bishop Ward asked me the other day. He said, uh, "Tell me." He said, "You know, you never told me enough about the details until the last time we were talking." He said, because I never knew that you had seen cherubs, the cherubim. Because mm. he asked me if it's ever frightening, and I said, only the cherubim. <laughs> so, cherubim. The cherubs, or cherubim, plural, oh, in the Bible. Oh, oh, I was telling them this, this thing came to my house. Um, thing. Um, okay. <laughs> you don't know what to call it. I mean, you, it's not like you know what to say. And I was saved for 30 minutes. And, and, and he came over, and he has four faces. Did good with the man face. <laughs> I, I was all right with the eagle. What's the other one? Lion. Lion was good. That's the one that got me. And they, they're very tall, very tall, and looking down on me like this, and the head is turning. When it got to that ox, and that ox was up on your head like this, it's like, <laughs> yes, I was telling Bishop that's the only thing. Now all the, all these years, I'm okay with everything else, but that cherubim, and it turns. You got to see it flipping. That's he said. You got to do the details. Yeah, I mean the height. He said I could never imagine one was that. You know. Hello.
I just walked in the sanctuary, so tell him hello. Kenya. Hey, Bishop. Hello. Hey, Bishop. Bro, Rome, Kenya, uh, uh, South Africa, those kind of things. Bye. God is good. Yeah. Some of the things that I was praying for. <laughs> oh, well, y'all keep it. That's something I was praying for. They come in the past, so. Who else? You, uh. Excuse me. Uh, I'll tell you. You were telling, you were at the point of telling us how the cherubims and the one point and, and how the ox yeah, head uh, usually frightened you. Usually, and, and, you know, the angel that was at the uh, occasion in Orlando, that was also a smaller version of the same one. Or it could have been the same one who, who makes himself appear bigger in Orlando, but he was in um, mm. Ghana. Ghana. That jet black angel with eyes that move and make noise when the eyes move. You, you know. Oh, that was South Africa. That no, that, that was, was Ghana, because Ghana. Ghana is where the, um, oh. what's the name of the black people in Ghana? Um, no, Malaysia. Malaysia. Malaysia, thank you. That's where it was. It's yeah. Malaysia. Yeah. yeah, he was in Malaysia, or a, a smaller version of the same. But you never know when you're talking about angels, because they can make themselves appear like however God told them, because mm -hmm. they work for him. <laughs> they get their marching orders from him. You, you can't. If they came to do something to you, ain't no sense in talking to them. Yeah, they get they they, they gotta do what God told them to do. Ain't no sense. Please don't. No, 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 no. They know that if they disobey, they go where the last group of angels went that disobeyed, and they're not gonna do that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, those are part of the details that I was giving him, and he said it was it was good for him to know that. Um, because his mind never, well, my mind never would have gone there either if he hadn't come in my house, you know. Mm 
and and they're leaning over like that, and that face of an ox hits you is like, I see what you said. <laughs> and you had room to move. I had he was room. over you. You had room to, to run out. Yes. There's uh -uh. a door. It's my house. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, because some things are big. The lion. That was pretty frightening. I didn't tell him that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty frightening. But most of it is not frightening. Most of it, you can just ask them who they are. You know, you don't ask a spinning head thing. And I was too young <laughs> to know to ask at that time, you know, to say, why is your head spinning like this? You know, or something. It just... <laughs> what's going on here you know and that's and I love God he tells you that before you read the scripture mm -hmm. to know that this is a good guy mm -hmm. it, you know so perhaps if I see another one I ah no I think I <laughs> I think that ox is it's a real ox head too you know mm. it's not like his nose it's the whole thing you know it's and he spins around and anybody else who just you told me the other day when uh, we were talking you were saying I was describing to you the one that kind of moved me back on the road I was going to sleep I was driving from Sarasota to Clewiston and you said and you asked me you said well what did you see and I say, well, it looked like one of those little cherubims, and he was just guiding my car back on the road. And you say, well, describe him to me. And I said, well, it's like the one that you see in the pictures, and he looked like a little baby, but it was about four of them. And then you say, that's not a cherubim. <laughs> yeah. You say, that's not a cherubim, <laughs> you know. You say, you say, no, no, no. You forgot to see the four heads, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and they're not little. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, that's what's in heaven guarding God. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure, but if it got her off the road, it couldn't be bad. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, I was going was to sleep. talking about in yeah. those pictures that you see, uh, Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci. Bow and arrow. If you look in the, yeah. Yeah, because you say, did he have a bow and arrow? And I go, no. <laughs> oh, that's no. Da Vinci. Yeah. And, you know, Da Vinci may have seen something mm -hmm. in order to to do that. We, we don't know uh, when... When the guys came to, what's the name of the place over here in Bradenton, by the beach? Um, I can't remember. But anyway, I did a, um, a Catholic church there, and they hired this famous painter to come and paint um, Jesus, Paul, and Peter. And um, every day the news stations would come and watch him, and he did it in pieces like the size of this. But the mural is on the wall, like bigger than the wall. But he did it in small pieces. And I thought that was so amazing that he could do that and the nose fit the eyes. And, but he did it in small pieces, right? And then put it on the wall from a scaffold. And so every day they would come up and um, interview him and talk to him. And he said he spent a year in Israel before he did this. 
because he didn't want to write, I mean, sorry, paint something that he got from somebody else. And none of the, the people in his painting looked like the American renditions of Jesus. Jesus, Paul. They all got that Arabic nose. You know how that nose comes to... Go to the, um, to the gas station now where all the people own, that owns the gas stations came from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. They got that funny looking nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, all his people had one, a nose like that. <laughs> and then they had different kind of lips and everything. He said, from my talking to them, that's what they looked like. Mm -hmm. I said, oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I took Phyllis over there to see it and maybe a year ago and to meet the Catholic priest. He's the one that talked to me and told me that story that I told you all. And he had died, just died, mm. by the time I took Phyllis. Mm. It's been 30 years, uh, 40. It's been a long time since I did that building. Mm. I can't think of what that place is called. Very rich area. Even Paul, isn't it on 75th Street? It's not Anna Maria Island. Huh? No. That's on the island? Uh-uh. That might be 75th Street. I can't hardly talk about it. Doggone thing that he don't already know. <laughs> no. He, he, he knows he does, everything. Does, yeah. What's the area called? Uh, Bama Sola. Bama That might be. That might be. Well, it's a lot of people been here. They don't know 27th Street. I ask them what they don't know. But I did that church. I wired that church wired, yeah, many, yeah, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's where I met. Got them big towers in the front of it, too, and all that? that oh, please. You do not want to know that story. <laughs> please. Oh, I, fired the I fired the guy. There are bells in it. Um, mm -hmm. right. Speakers, if you will. And um, it, I had a guy that was going to wire it, and he made me mad. So I fired him. Which means you you got a wire. I hadn't thought that out. I could have fired the guy the next day, you know. But but we did it on a crane. A crane comes in, not a cherry picker, but a crane. I got you. Oh my God! I went up in that crane, and when I saw the birds under me, as I went up, I knew I was wrong. I knew wherever I'm going is not okay, you know. Oh, Bill. The hardest part was making me get out of it. <laughs> I had gotten used to being in it as it swung in the breeze, but when I got up to it to get out to get in the bell tower, oh my heavenly father. <laughs> and all the birds were flying under me. And I was thinking, stupid. You could have fired that man three, <laughs> three more days. From now. Three more days, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, out there talking all that noise, and you can't talk noise to me. And I'm—I may have been thirty, maybe, or something like that. And if I'm stupid at forty, you know how I was at thirty. So I just told him, "Get off my job," mm. you know. And I had to wire that bell tower. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else? Thing I learned most in the business that I'm a new guy is, you know, what you've been saying. Thanks. I think what I learned, what I've been hearing 
short time I've been here is you're saying, get up and get out. You know, get up and get out. And you said, I'm going to keep hopping on it until you do it so I can go somewhere else and say the same thing, because that's the word. Thank you. I want to go somewhere else. I do not want to be here. I would love to be saying this to somebody somewhere else. That might listen a little better, you think? Hopefully. But the idea would be once, you, once you're functioning like you should, I got no job. Go someplace else because I got to rotate too. Yeah. Lest I be in somebody's way. Yeah. Which means we made it. When you don't see me, we made it. You'll see me once a month in Haoli. I won't be doing logistics because you'll be doing what logistics is. I sure I've been grateful for it. I've learned a lot and thought, thinking I know something. I don't know nothing. But I know this much, having been out there, is, you know, it's, it's, well, it's this specific thing, God's will. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All the world. And, you know, he said that to how many people, you know? Go into uh, all the world. That's well, not. Well, maybe that's not my calling, baloney. You know, <laughs> How, who called you then? Yeah. If that's not your call, who called you? Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, when you go out there, sometimes, you know, you get rejected or you get kicked or you get cussed out or what have you. But, I don't but, know uh, if I care, Bill. So who cares? Yeah. I had a guy put a knife in my stomach, you know. I yeah. said, well, that's all right. And that time I was right. I was coming out of Brownsville. And I said, well, you know, are you going to cut me? You know, <laughs> hurry up. You know, I got something to do. I, honestly. <laughs> I like that. You know? I mean, cause I like that because, you know, yeah, you, you, know. Just, you can't spend your life. Uh, me, Tom, as we go through the neighborhood of where we are now, we used to send the women out first. Me and Tom were in the back to make sure everything gets is safe. Tom constantly looking for weapons along the way. He never stopped being military. I'm serious. Yeah. Help, y'all help that brother. Uh, he's looking for weapons to hold everywhere we go. He's looking for something on the ground that he can use to protect. <laughs> he's like, he's like that. Well, so am I, but not to the degree. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we come up to witness at a house, and this guy, kids come out. They look like they're about 18, 17. We're talking to them, and we got them. I mean, they're there. They're all leaning over and saying, really? Now, they're drug dealers, all of them. And the reason they're on the porch is that's where they do their place of business. And in a few minutes, after about 10 minutes after we got them, a lady says, and, and she's an older lady with much gray hair, cusses us out. She comes out there with her hands on her hip. Get off my blankety-blank porch. You messing with my blankety-blank business. They work for me. I'm blankety-blank, blank, 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 blank. And we smiled at each other and said, go on to the next man. Yeah, you know. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's all what, is well. You know, they, that's why Paul got a whipping a couple of times when he threw the devil out few. of that future, you know, that root worker or whatever she was. Quite a few times. They say Paul yeah, got yeah. beat in the face, and, and yeah. by the time the end of the, um, when he's in prison writing us, he looks really bad because he's been beaten in his face, and this is just, um, help me, um, antiquity. Help me. Come on, people. Antiquity. Um, Josephus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josephus tells, uh, I know y'all do 
Josephus, right? Come on, somebody, please help me say yes. I got his book, but Mr. I don't Porter, understand it. Is a teacher told y'all to read Josephus? Godly Jesus. Secular Jewish historian of the time. Because you have to know history to right. see. And Josephus, out of all the historians, tells the closest to the truth. Um, because most of it is prejudice based on, you know, like um, if you black telling a black story about white people, it's going to be shaded because you black. You don't know. Well, the Jewish people tell a, a pro-Jewish story. It's not uh, impartial, if you will. And all of the Jewish historians tell a pro-Jewish story. And they say that Josephus is the, the lesser of all the pro-Jewish historians. You know, he tells a story like, well, I saw there was Jesus walking down the street today. Oh, he just turned to the left. Okay, he's talking to a lady now. Ah, oh, yes. What's her name? Mary. And she's hanging with her sister. Her name is Martha. You know, like that. And you need to know that from that view. Whereas when you read the Bible, it tells it in a an abridged version. He's just a guy, like a newspaper reporter, telling what he sees. And Bishop Porter said, um, Josephus, who wrote Antiquity, is, is uh, the the best one for us to read. And you need to know history. You, you, the Bible is true, right. but it is not all the truth that there is. That yeah. makes sense? Because baseball is not in the Bible, and baseball is true. <laughs> okay? Football. Yeah. So you got to know that there are a lot of things. I can't believe y'all going Oh, y'all, we, we're supposed to be doing the same thing. Sometimes y'all make me feel like I went to another church. Uh, the Pope, you had to do Josephus, right? Who was Josephus? Secular Jewish historian, second century. Here's what I found. And, or you can look up antiquity. You got it? Yeah. What, what does it say? I didn't hear you. The first century Roman Jewish historian. Go on. Uh, and military leader, best known for writing the Jewish War and part of the Roman province of Judea. And then it gives the rest of it. Okay. But anyway, there are certain things we were supposed to read as part of our um, training in Josephus is one reference. It's a reference like, um, it's, it's not the gospel. It is just a reference that you can read to know historically at the time how people were thinking and what he saw. Yeah. And he is the most, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? When you're Unbiased. Not, what is it? Unbiased, he, accurate. He, he doesn't seem to be as biased. Uh, as most historians, especially Jewish historians, are. It seems like certain, uh, most demographics make it lean their way. He's kind of impartial, kind of. I say kind of. Yeah. So if you want to know 
who was there at the time, your Walter Cronkite at the time. That's a good way of putting it, okay? He w this is not religious. He's not into religion. He's just Walter Cronkite. Oh, oh, um, Tad was wondering, who, who the heck is Walter Cronkite? <laughs> That's what he used to say. How did Walter say it? Uh, and there you have it, you know. Yeah, Walter Cronkite was uh, a journalist, and he just wrote what he saw. Who was the guy that said, that's the rest of the story? Remember that guy? Yeah, he just died recently. Paul or something? Uh, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, right. Paul Harvey, yeah. But Paul Harvey was really, really lean in one way. <laughs> yeah, he was a writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think history is given to the historian. You know, that's why uh, I like that thing that Bishop told us about the lion. You know, uh, as long as the hunter tells the story, we'll hear the hunter's side. But let the lion tell the story who, are, who was hunted, and you'll have a whole other view of it. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh, Bill was talking. I just, uh, just uh, I'm blessed to be here and that, uh, yeah, get out there. Because I know, I know from a little bit of experience here and there and the days that I was in and other days, he'll put the fix in. It's already fixed. The fix is already in. It's in the word. So there ain't no reason to be scared. And courage is doing something while you're scared. <laughs> you know, if it's easy, I mean, you know. <laughs> and I am scared all the time while I'm in the middle of the unknown. Yeah, but it's not really And unknown. I'm okay with it because I'm not going to stay there. You know, I was riding my bike this morning saying to the Lord, I'm ready now to go into battle as long as I'm going with you. There you go. He's with you. Come on, somebody. Yeah. As long as I'm going with you, let's go. And it's going to be what it's going to be. But I don't want to wait until the enemy hacks my brain and have me running like a fool and ignoring the things that I need to go through. Because there are a lot of things that you need to go on through now. You know, that's Gina's story. You, you didn't have to wait 10 years. You can learn how to respect and honor your husband in three. It just depends. And I like the way she does it. You know, what did she say to me the other day? Uh, she said something that Tom said. She's always asking. God, I wish everybody was like that. And I said, Gina, I don't think that's what he meant. She told me the same words that he said. But coming from where she came from and coming from where he comes from, they don't mean the same thing. I said, well, if you want to use me as an example, I feel the same way he does because, and then I gave her because, I'd be doggone if I didn't go to prison Saturday and tell Bishop Porter, and you know what he said? I feel the same way. <laughs> that's when he told us the story about he ain't never looked at nobody that's passed on. He gave us his reasons, but it's not what you think it is, even though it's the same words. So if you don't have nobody to help you sift out the junk that you've heard, the hacked brain, the hacked mind that they told you and that you believe, like the three people behind me, they all saw the same thing, nothing. And they're having a conversation about the truth of nothing. They all moved to the side, and I said, now what do you all see? We see everything. That's who you're going to have to have your conversations with, so you need new people. Because if you're actually going to do the things that you're talking about, you need new friends. Because they will talk you out of it. It's, 
it's on TV, it's on radio. Your mama, they'll, they'll tell you, yeah. Oh, no, so now you're holy. What's the word they like to use? Oh, you're perfect now, are you? You're perfect. And you want to, what, what does that have to do with anything? I didn't say I was perfect. I was just sharing my testimony. <laughs> oh, oh, you're perfect, which means that's something they don't want to do. <laughs> so they want to make you feel bad about it. You, just have, you have to just stop talking to them. Hey, I'm still in the meeting. I'll call you right back, okay? Yes. Yes. Yes, you learn. Yeah, I'm still here in the meeting. Praise the Lord. Baby took her right out. And that's what I mean. It's the same thing as Vietnam. It's just a baby with a grenade, and you just never saw it. And so she said, I left the meeting. Oh, my God. You still in the meeting? You still here? It's, and, and it's not anybody being uh, angry or anything. It's you, gotta, you don't see it. I promise you he'll use a baby with a grenade and pull you out just at the time you need to hear. He doesn't care as long as you don't become. Stay at the house fussing and fighting about uh, pineapple, <laughs> you good. And every now and then mix it in with coconut, no problem. But the moment you actually get out and start doing something, the war begins. Going once, going twice. I'd love to hear what Elder Green has to say. I, um, what was happening to me uh, from the logistics class, and I thank God for speaking to me every time I come, but um, because, because I've gone out and I've done things, and since I'm back, Janice has died. So, I mean, she had re, re, um, real sign. And so I, I think at, at some point I was feeling like, oh, goodness, I can't go now because I don't have anybody to go with or whatever, and that's not true. So I'm telling myself a lie. So, um, but when you talk about uh, going, going from here, and I, I, I see how, like, when we go to different places, they are helped, like it, Turks and Caicos, uh, Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, um, some places like that, so I know it's the truth, and it touches me in such a way that I know I got to I got to do something. I can't just um, sit here and walk on this thing, and um, not do what I'm I'm supposed to be doing. And and every time I come, I love coming. Um, it helps. Me. I had arthritis until I left. I was on the stage with Bishop Porter. And he, the doctor said, I had to have it because it's in my family. It's hereditary. And it was just going to, it's something I had to have. Okay. That's what he said. Bishop Porter, I know you heard me say it, but mm -hmm. look, I reminded him of that Saturday. Mm -hmm. No oil, no throw me on the floor, no none of that. Just what you just saw. And then I went to Africa. When I came back from Africa, 
had it no more to this day. Mm. Mm. Now, I don't think I could know that and not go to Africa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think each time I decided or chose God over facts, something happened. This morning when I came here, I heard, I don't think you can do it on low. I'll have to I'm asked this thing to take the note so I don't know if it how it reads what I oh here it is. I don't think it works on low. So there's a speed that's low, medium, and high. And we do it through God like that, on low, medium, and high. The safe space is always low. Mm -hmm. And then medium. And then high is actually doing the will of God because it has the most resistance. Uh, but I don't think this, this miraculous experience works on low at all. And we keep doing low and call it God. Oh. But I don't think it works on low in this mm -hmm. safe space. It works when, when you got a heart attack and the doctor said, don't leave because we are looking at your body right now. Mm -hmm. And everybody who has had a heart attack is going, watch this, going to, and these are supposed to be the experts, mm -hmm. going to have another one mm. or have something that goes wrong with their, their uh, pectoral region. Okay. I promised the Lord I was going to Malaysia. Mm -hmm. I bought my ticket. I gave them enough time to do whatever they were going to experiment on me with. After their experiments did not work, I told them I am leaving because I promised the Lord I will be in Malaysia at such and such a day. Now, please don't think anything of me like Angie said, like I was an outlier. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I want to make that clear to everybody. I am not an outlier. There's nothing different about me. I may look a little different than you, my body might not be like your body, but as man and human and mankind, we're, we're just, ain't no difference. I told them I got to go. They said, if you go and you get on that plane because you got to fly for 33 hours, mm -hmm. what if there's no doctor that does cardiology on the plane? Because if a doctor is on the plane, but he doesn't do cardiology, and they told me all this stuff, I heard him. My sister and Charles came over to um, Clearwater. My sister was saying, all right, all right now. I just lost one, one sibling. I don't want to lose another one. I went down the street because I don't really need that because I'm going. I'm out of the hospital while you're talking to me. You know, I'm going now. You all know the rest of the story. When I get there, and, and, and she saw me fall over. I mean, I, I'm that, this shows right there that I'm not some great guy. I fell over in front of my face. <laughs> I got nothing, right? When I get to Singapore, Bishop Porter says, you stay with me. Nobody stays with Bishop Porter. Nobody. 
tells me to stay with him. Okay. I stay with him. And y'all know the rest of the story. To maybe turn my radio off or TV. I couldn't have on nothing. I couldn't have roller skates. Nothing that made noise. You know. Um, but one thing happened after I left there. I didn't have it anymore. Because when I get back stateside, my, my primary care physician fusses at me too and tells me how stupid I am for what I did. Because he wasn't there when I had the heart attack. He had, this, this is like Thursday or something. He's off. He doesn't come back till Monday or something like that. So he never saw it. He just saw the paperwork. And he's going over the paperwork, and he's agreeing with the other doctors that I was stupid for going on that plane, and he fussed up with Mickey. And then at the end of his Mickey, he said, well, but I, so there's no, um, ain't no damage, but, uh, <laughs> Well, how ain't no damage? You see what I'm saying? I'm asking the question, too. How there's no damage? I was singing yesterday, Sunday, and I decided to hold the note for a while. I had pneumonia, and I left again. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to stand there, and they tell you what to do for six months. It takes six months. We know it because uh, Whoopi Goldberg stayed in for six months back and forth. Because she had pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And at our age, it's supposed to go bad on you. And they told me, your lungs are going to be messed up if you leave it. And those artifacts, they, they kind of, whatever. So I, ca I came out preaching that Sunday, felt bad. I was, I was sweating in front of the church like I was, I was just falling off me, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I finished preaching, I hit a note. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can know it before you do it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I believe with all my heart that there's a place over here that we talk about and there's a place over here after we actually went and did it. Mm -hmm. Out here on the water, sinking or not sinking is different than talking about what's happening on the boat. Mm -hmm. And all the brothers on the boat were religious. They were all with Jesus. But only one can have a conversation about what happens on the water. Mm. And that's the kind of friends you need. The ones that talk about water walking. Mm. I don't want to have no more discussions about how we tried to knock each other off the boat, the whole place on the boat. <laughs> Who going to take Peter's place? Because <laughs> yeah. you know he ain't coming back. <laughs> Fool jumped out in the water. <laughs> now, there are people who have those conversations. Who wants to preach? You, forever. You, I want to get up. I want to. Well, why you want? Well, why don't you make me this and why don't you make me that? I I I don't care about all that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything to me. What what I'm trying to do is make sure. That's why at each appreciation service I play well done, because that's what I want to hear. I'd like to hear well yeah. done. The rest of this, you know, I appreciate. Living in the woods, I like that. Mm -hmm. And some other good experiences that I've had in my life, you know, like Cynthia said, what a ride. Mm -hmm. It's been a ride. But I don't want the ride to end in hell. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know that's right. That's what's trouble. Mm -hmm. So go. Because you may not come back with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Word. All right. I'm like that, though. Mm -hmm. Like and I don't think I'm an outlier. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's the kind of conversation we got to have with other people who say, I won't. Let me do it for you. Excuse me. Is the break? Uh, the brakes are off, right? Uh-huh. On this side, as we go, on that side, we leave it where we left it. Okay. I believe that. Okay. Either it's the truth or he lied. Mm -hmm. We don't know till we get on the water. I love the way he counterbalanced Peter <laughs> on the water. Peter begins to sink. Jesus is on the water too. Counterbalances Peter's weight and his weight. So mm -hmm. even when we don't do it right, mm -hmm. he got you. Okay. That ought to be good. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, Peter was doubting and sinking. And Jesus just began to counterbalance mm -hmm. on the water. Fix that one up. If there be nobody else. Going once, going twice. You got nothing, Taz? She put her head down like, oh, I shouldn't have put my head down. You got nothing? I like coming into logistics because it helps me connect with my purpose somewhat. I well, think. Why do you come? Why are you here? Well, it's a lot of things like. Because you know, uh, it doesn't seem like the other folk. Why you? Just you? Because you know, it's a bunch of young people your age. They, they decided otherwise. Well, me, I got a lot of things, a lot of dreams, things I want to do. Uh, would you say it again? A lot please? of dreams, like things I want to do, like, and. I, my friends, my family, it's a little different. They don't seem to, they want to do the things, but I have a purpose. I feel like I have a purpose of why I do these things. And coming here, so it seems like I connect with that purpose. And so, yeah, so things are, everything you talk about, it seems like I, you've been with me the whole week. <laughs> it's he kinda, has, mm -hmm. though. He, he really has been with you. I promise you. I, I know. And it's like crazy. this, what did it say? Uh, you can't make it on low. It don't work on low. Now, I don't know what that means to everybody, but that's what he said. Come on, girl. That's what, and it's just, I'd be like, wow. How do you know all that? How do you, every time it's like you're in the spirit. I was like, what is the world? So I'm like, I know this direction that I'm, I know I'm going in the right direction. It connects with, okay, I like to travel, but it's not, before it was like, oh, I want to go see some things, I want to go do things, but, and then there's this one smaller piece that says, there's a purpose why I'm doing this. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so when I come here, it, it begins to manifest every time I come to the service, I listen to your service on your Facebook or, you know, everything. Who, who was with me at the Indian Reservation? Who went to the Indian Reservation? Anybody? It was Bessie. It was. And that lady sat in my seat until I got there. I don't know her. I, she just sat there out of all. Bishop Porter was in the van. Why didn't she ask him? Because she was waiting on me to tell her. Because, you know, in Clearwater, 
there's a lot of, um, I'm sorry, in Clearwater there used to be a lot of stuff that went on the police department. But as we began to work with the police department, it all changed. You, you would love going, being arrested in Clearwater. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm not kidding with you all. I saw the, didn't I tell you all what the man did the other day? Little guy, little, little black guy sitting up there telling the police, I'll knock you out. You, you rap run. And the man just put his hand in the pocket like this. And he said, and he just cussing the police. And, he, and the policeman said, and, he, and I tell you what, last time y'all arrested my brother. And my brother did it. And the man said, <laughs> he didn't shoot it. He didn't call five more police officers. A couple of weeks before that, I was doing some work at somebody's house. Um, and and uh, two policemen had stopped the guy. He didn't have driver's license, apparently. And they put him up against the car. Older guy patted him down in a few minutes. They called his wife. Ma'am, your husband over here with no driver's license, would you come and get him? It wasn't like that. But when we had those meetings in my church, and, and we would actually go talk to them on the streets and make them get out the car. And, and we got to know each other, that police were people, and, and the police found out we were people. It changed. So that lady was having trouble with her husband, who had just gotten shot by the police. So she's sitting in my seat, because me and Bessie were trying to wait Bishop Porter out, because we couldn't go out there no more. We were tired. <laughs> Please don't have another meeting, Bishop Porter. This, you know, please, Mr. Custer, I don't want to go. You know, so we were hiding. And so after a while, we came out, and that lady was sitting in my seat, and she said, can you help me? That's why I needed to be there. Who else had that experience to tell her what to say and how to handle this? So there's a reason you're going. And you, you'll find it when you get there. But you won't if you don't go. And you'll like it, because I was never homesick from traveling since I've been 17, I don't remember missing, well, the one time I told you I, I wanted to come home from New York, I couldn't stand New York, you know. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. That was that with Jesse Jackson at the Wall Street, Wall Street Convention, and, and I, I enjoyed um, Jesse Jackson and everything. I just couldn't stand New York. There were people were all over me. I was living out in the woods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> New York has been. Would you pray for us? Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here to this wonderful meeting today, Lord. God, I ask you to look over Reverend Chester and things that he's doing as he traveled back to uh, his hometown. God, I ask you to look on all of us as we travel and go back to our several destinations and Help us to do the things that you're calling us to do today, Lord. Help us to cross that line, Lord. And should continue to bless us as we move forward in those directions, Jesus. And I thank you for being so wonderful to us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. And we will continue to give your name all the glory and the praise. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I need Mary and I need uh, Miriam.